Come on, it has been such a great day in the house. I'm just so pumped. This is our seventh service uh, for the day. If you include our online services, that would take us to nine services for today. Come on, can we just give it up? Uh, we had an amazing service in Camps Bay this morning. We also had uh, services in Milkbos, and we are here at Tableview. And I really am privileged and just such a blessing to be here with you tonight to get to share God's Word. Um, and we are speaking on um, our series called Not B- uh, By My Spirit. And so Zechariah tells us, it's not by power and nor by might, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. And so we're speaking about the power, the person, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And tonight we're going to be talking about the spiritual gifts. I know this topic can be a bit freaky sometimes. Because uh, I know in some translations of the gospel, they call it a ghost. <laughs> some people, not everybody likes ghosts. And sometimes it can be a bit uh, eerie when, or spooky when you start to talk about things like this when it comes uh, to, to church. Um, I know some people have got different views on, on spiritual gifts, and so tonight we're hoping to actually just unpack what the Word of God says and give you a clear understanding. You know, spiritual gifts are not meant to be eerie or spooky. They're not to be, meant to be some sort of thing for a sci-fi channel that you see on Netflix. Uh, they are real, um, but they're probably misunderstood at times, and sometimes we can have people going off on a tangent Um, in the wrong direction. And so hopefully tonight we're going to unpack that. To start it off, it's important to know who you're getting these gifts from. And so what's so important, I'm gonna jump into scripture uh, this evening, but you know, these gifts that you get is from a friend. Look to the person next to you and say, it's from a friend. It's from a friend. Look to the person on the other side, say, it's from a friend. Come on. Paul makes this clear in his prayer, in his benediction to the church in Corinth. And it's in 2 Corinthians, Corinthians, come on, that's when to see who's away. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says this, the amazing grace, it's up there, great. I'd like you guys to maybe share the scripture with me, I just love it. When we get to the yellow parts, you guys can scream out, is that good? Come on, you can do this with me, we can preach tonight in Jesus' name. The amazing grace of Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love, I don't know about you, but have you ever experienced extravagant love? love. Hey, I don't know about you, maybe you tonight you're wanting extravagant love. I love that, that translation, the way it's, it's spoken there in that scripture, extravagant love of God. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. By developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will truly begin to see that these gifts are not from some random uh, person. They actually are from the person of the Holy Spirit who through the extravagant love of God wants to give to you tonight. You know, I don't know how many of you are are fans of awkward gifts. I I know most of you sitting here tonight have probably experienced in your life at some point where you've received a cringeworthy gift (laughs) or like an awkward gift. Um, so, so I've told this to the church before, but I used to work for Edgar's. It was my first job when I was about 16 years old, but I remember my first paycheck. I really wanted to buy this little bag called the Space Station Bag. Now, you've got to be in your 40s to actually even know what Space Station means. Uh, but it was this sort of like little box bag that was a sling bag that you wore over. Anybody remember hands who actually remembers that? 
because you're giving your age away. You guys are actually lifting up the average age of this room. Um, and so I worked for Edgar's Bayside Center. I'd saved up money and I really wanted this bag. It was, it was the time when laptops had just come out so that if you actually, you didn't have a laptop, but you walked around with this bag, people thought you had a laptop and you looked like a cool dude. Um, so anyways, I bought this gift and it came with a free gift, uh, this, this bag, but it came with a free gift. It was the most awkward free gift I'd ever received. It, it, they, <laughs> I bought the gift and I was like, oh, thank you so much. I got this bag. They said, it comes with a gift. And so they gave me this gift. I was like, what is this gift? And I opened it up and it was a jockey, a jockey tanga. Now, I don't know about you. I don't want to diss anybody that wear a tanga wearing homies here today. But tangas are very awkward looking underpants. Okay, they are not, I don't even know if you can call them underpants. It's got like an elastic, and it, I don't even know if it covers everything, but it, it is an awkward gift, all right? You know, it, and, and here's the deal, is they actually gave me an extra small. So I was like, are you trying to say something? Like, like, I thought, what a weird gift to actually get. I got this awkward, extra small tanga. I'm like, what do you do with this thing? Do you hang it on your rear view mirror of your car? Like, I don't even know how to wear this thing. But you know what's so funny is the gift actually, uh, Andre always says your gift makes room for you. So I actually at Christmas time blessed it to somebody else as a Christmas present. And I reckon... The, the, the story of the roaming tanga is still going around. Like if you've received that tanga as a gift from somebody else, you know where it started. Okay, it is a, an awkward gift uh, to receive. But sometimes, you know, the gifts that we get from God are from the Godhead, the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. While some of these gifts that we get from God can feel awkward because of the lack of understanding of the gifts. There are other gifts, however, that we receive from God which are very easily to accept. And so tonight we're gonna speak about those awkward gifts when it comes to the spiritual gifts. I wanna unpack that this evening. So uh, Romans chapter six, verses 23 says this, for the wages of sin is death, but the of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So our very first gift, I'm gonna talk about three gifts tonight very quickly. Uh, this is the ultimate gift that you really wanna get. Guys, if you ever wanna experience eternity with Jesus in the gates of heaven with him, this is the gift that you have to get. It is not a gift that you can earn. It is only a gift that you can receive. It's not a gift that you can pay for. It's a gift that has been paid for. It is a gift that you received for free, but it ain't, didn't come at a cheap price. This was the best gift that you can ever receive in the history of time. And the first gift is the gift of eternal life. John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life with God. And so this is a gift that Jesus paid the price for in order for us to receive. I don't know where you are tonight, but I wanna ask you, have you received the gift of eternal life? And so this evening, even when we come to the end of the sermon, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. If you haven't received it, I'm gonna ask you to start praying in your heart right now. Ask Jesus to start working in your heart because I really believe that this is an eternal gift that nobody can go without. This is a gift that makes hell look empty and heaven look populated. This is a gift that Jesus came to die for on the cross. He rose again as the King of Kings for this specific one and that is the gift of eternal life. 
The second gift that we see in the Bible actually is another gift from God, but it says, let me tell you about this gift. And it says that this is the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus has died, he's risen again, and now he's teaching and he's returned back to the disciples and he's busy teaching them. Uh, And it says this from Acts chapter one, verses three, it says, during the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles. From time to time, he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. Uh, There was a moment where he actually asked him to stick his finger into the nail marks because they didn't believe, They, they thought Jesus was a ghost. They were like, there's no way you could, you could have died and risen. Even though he told them that this was gonna happen, that many a times he did miracles and the disciples two days later are going, I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Jesus walks on water and then just get out of the boat. I don't know if he can feed the 5,000. <laughs> like, come on, how many of us have ever been there in our lives? We believe Jesus for the miracles we wanna believe for, but we always think that he's never good enough for more. Jesus actually wants to do more in our lives. And so he's returned back to the disciples and he's teaching this. And it says this from Acts chapter one, verses four to five. It says, once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised. This is not a gift that's been given unintentionally. This is not a free gift from Edgar's, one that you're not gonna be able to use again. This is a gift that God has promised to you tonight. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the? He wanted them to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some of us think that the Holy Spirit is some, some, it's part of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is a person. We've covered that, but he's also a gift from Jesus. And this is a gift that Peter goes on to explain in Acts chapter two, when the church happened, just after the church has had the outpouring and the speaking in tongues at Pentecost, Peter goes on to explain to the church what this gift is. He said to them, this is the gift that was promised to you for your children and everyone who was far away from God. They are to call on the name of the Lord. But it's important to note that this gift is separate from your eternal gift. Okay, I need to understand that your gift of eternal life is different to this gift. This is a gift that came afterwards. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was a separate gift. The disciples had already received the gift of eternal life, and we know that because they were baptized. And so, and Jesus had done ministry with them. But John chapter seven, I'm gonna read in a moment, explains to us something different. You see, it said that, even if, how many of you ever read the Old Testament? You'll probably know that there's a section where the prophets actually prophesy. And between 500 to 700 years before Jesus actually comes, we've got three prophets called Ezekiel, Isaiah, and Joel. And all of them are prophesying about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We will be given a heart of flesh rather than a heart of stone. And that God will write his laws on our hearts. So we will be compelled to follow him from the inside out. When you have the Holy Spirit, you realize this isn't an outside in. This isn't about how I look when I'm serving God. This is about everything about God moving from the inside out. It's about others. It's about flowing. It's about power that starts to work. And this is the the prophesying that these guys had done. So John chapter seven, verses 38 to 39, Jesus talks about an Old Testament prophecy here. He says from verse 38, he says, anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare. 
if you wanted to sing, it'd be, let your living waters flow over my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come in. Come on. This is the scripture. This is where that song comes from. It's actually scripturally based. When we said, let the living water said he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to every believer in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Another gift that we receive here is that we receive uh, another gift, the third gift. And so we can see that there's a gift of eternal life. There's a gift of the Holy Spirit that was given to us separate to eternity. But the third gift is what I want to talk about tonight. And I only have three hours left, so it should be fine. It says the Holy Spirit gives us a gift. So we receive a gift, two gifts from God, eternal life, and we receive the Holy Spirit. But this gift that we're going to talk about tonight, the spiritual gifts, are from the Holy Spirit an extravagant, loving, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit is how we access these gifts. They are there to empower us. They are there to fulfill us for the promises of what God wants to do through our lives. And so some of us have all these dreams of what God wants to do through our lives, but we actually got to get connected to the power. It's like a plug socket. You can have all the potential of power, but until it's plugged in and switched on, you'll never activate or receive the power that is from there. Tonight I'm talking about the spiritual gifts is putting in into the socket and switching on what God has already put inside of you. It's a power that is gonna take your heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh where God will write his laws on your heart and it says it will compel us from the inside out to do his will for his glory. Amen? Come on. So the third gift we see are the spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 11. I'm going to spend some time in Corinthians now because Paul talks about the spiritual gifts. It says, it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these. He alone decides which gift each person should receive. We're going to talk about the spiritual gifts that every believer can receive from the Holy Spirit. I want to let you know the Bible doesn't say if you receive a gift. It actually says you have received the gift. Everyone sitting here today has received a gift to use for the building of God's kingdom. The difference is, are you using it or are you not using it? And so let's start tonight. What are spiritual gifts? Spiritual gifts. I'm going to give you a quick definition of spiritual gifts. I've got it up on the board there. It says spiritual gifts, a special ability. So if you ever wanted to ask, what are spiritual gifts? they special abilities. I don't know if you many Marvel fans in the house here. Okay, each superhero has got like a special ability. None of them have the same thing. Okay, it's a special ability given by who? Well, by the Holy Spirit. That's who gives. That's where the special ability comes from. To every believer to be used to minister to others. And how do we do them? We use them to build up the body of Christ. We build up the church. So if you want to know the special abilities are what your gifts are, who we get them from is the Holy Spirit, and the purposes of them is to build the church. There are three groups of spiritual gifts that I want to talk about in the Bible because I don't have a lot of time to go through all of the scriptures. So I've kind of just summed it up because you guys only have three hours and 10 minutes left. Okay. 
So if you can turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we'll go straight through to Revelation. Okay. The first one is the ministry gifts. So I'm going to summarize these for you very easily. Okay, the ministry gifts is what Paul explains in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. He talks about these gifts. He gives these gifts are given to the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These are gifts, equipping gifts. These are ministry gifts that the Bible talks about. There's another summary of gifts, and these are the administrative gifts, otherwise known as motivational gifts. Romans chapter 12, verses 6 to 8 talk about these, and it says these gifts are given to prophecy, to faith, to serving, teaching, encouragement, generosity, leadership, and kindness. Now, I know when we read these motivational gifts, we probably think, but I have a few of those. But I wanna let you know that this is a supernatural insight towards leadership. It is an amazing capacity and endurance to push through no other. Like, I think, I really believe that our lead pastor, Andre, has a gift of leadership. Because when, every, when we went through COVID and everyone was going, I don't know, we can't see the wood from the trees. He kept going, no ways. This is where God wants us to go. That is a supernatural natural insight. It's a different endurance. It's a different capacity. So I'm not talking about you leading something. This is about true leadership, a gift that is given to you. The third one is the one that I want to spend some time on because this is the one that gets a bit funky. It's power gifts, otherwise known as manifestation gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 11, these are the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, speaking in heavenly language and interpreting messages from God. Okay, sometimes we can see churches get this so wrong where we're spraying people with doom and we are doing the most odd things in the name of the manifestation gifts and it's complete rubbish. It is complete rubbish, and I'll tell you why, because Paul actually unpacks that. He said these gifts are meant to supernaturally demonstrate God's glory. They're not meant to be the dude in the Gucci suit, and it's all about me and the show, and I've got my face on every single car and poster calling you in, social media, prophecy night tonight. It's none of that. It's actually none of that. Okay, these gifts are the gifts that are meant to supernaturally demonstrate God's glory to mankind by drawing people to his saving grace. This is all about people. And it's about God's power for his people. There are, however, gifts that are not mentioned in the summary, which are hospitality, administration, and a few more. In total, there's about 25 to 27 gifts in the Bible, but I've summed up most of them. But the big question I'd like to cover tonight is how are spiritual gifts used in the body of Christ and in our individual lives? I don't know about you, have you ever asked that question? How am I meant to do this? So I know that, but how do I use them? Let's give you a quick synopsis. Paul is writing to a church in Corinth, a new church that he's just planted and he's given them some insights, instructions, the gifts of the Spirit and how they are meant to use these, these gifts in their lives. Now, I don't have time to cover all the scripture, but if you just say 1 Corinthians, everyone say 12, 13, and 14. If you go read those chapters yourself, you'll get more insights into what this is. But you'll see in chapters 12, Paul talks and teaches on the gifts and what they are. Then he starts chapter 13 with a different theme. He speaks about love. 
And then he goes back into gifts. And then chapter 14, he, speak, he speaks about gifts. You see, the reason why he goes into love is he needs you to understand that there's a foundation to all of our gifts. And it's this. You can reach the whole world and waste your time if it's not founded in love. And I'm not talking about just any love. I'm talking about it's the unconditional love of Christ. When any time you use your gifts, you must use them to the unconditional love. It's Christ's love flowing through us for his people, for God's glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to pick up the story. You see, where Paul is speaking to this young church, and that they had gotten zealous and overeager um, and a little bit out of order. And I'm not judging any churches, but I think sometimes it's just the misunderstanding that gets us in the wrong direction. Paul is, this is no different to the church in Corinth. It says from verse one, it says, now concerning the spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be, the New Living Translation actually says uninformed, it's a, NIV says uninformed, NLT says misunderstood, but I love the New King James, ignorant. <laughs> I do not want you to be ignorant, okay? He's saying, I don't want you to not know. I need you to know about this because if you don't know about something properly, you could be scared of something. If you don't have a clear understanding of something, you can make up your own conclusions about something. So I need you to get the scripture because it's important to understand. I do not want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to think that this is weird because it's powerful from God. And just like people who don't know the Holy Spirit or take time to have a relationship with them, we can get so scared and awkward around the movement of the Holy Spirit, things like speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. And we get so awkward about these. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 7. I just want to do a time check. We had two minutes. Keep going. Cool. I'll come into land in about three hours. <laughs> 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 7. Now there are various gifts, but the? Okay. And there are variety of services, but the? But there are variety of activities, but it is the who empowers them in, in, in all, in everyone. To, to, to each is given the manifestation uh, of the Spirit for the common good. Each of you have received the gift. And you haven't received them from many gods or weird gods. You've received them from the God. You have received them from Jesus, and you are getting them empowered through the Holy Spirit. And so some of these gifts can seem more super than they are natural, or you could say it the other way. So for instance, what are some of the more natural gifts? Like if I have the gift of encouragement, I go, oh, that's cool. I can do that. I'm going to stick with the gift of encouragement or kindness because those ones don't freak me out. But some of you actually could have um, other gifts, which are the manifestation power gifts of prophecy or speaking in tongues or talking in tongues. And so what happens is we kind of naturally elevate, okay, to the ones or gravitate to the ones that we feel more comfortable with. So is the Holy Spirit moving? Yes. But actually, is he moving 100% or 50% of the ones that you're prepared to move with? And so we go from one extreme to the next extreme. 
One is not better than the other because all of them require the moving of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to not be tempted to go from extreme to extreme. And in the church in Corinth, they were going from extreme to, to the power gifts extreme and going overboard of the manifestations. You see, Paul had to remind them that they were going so far overboard that they had forgotten the reason why they got the gifts in the first place. And that was for the great commission. It was for the gospel to move the church forward. And what had happened is they had got so self-focused on their gifts that they were hurting the church. The church is now no longer growing. The church just became a holy huddle of weirdos who actually around wanted to actually just suit themselves. And Paul's going, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not right because it's not the Great Commission. That's about Jesus. And he said uh, he needed them to know you are operating these gifts to such an extreme that you're actually dis diminishing the purpose of these gifts. You see, these gifts were the gifts of the Great Commission. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 23 says, even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, they'll think you're crazy. That's not my words, that's the Bible. Translation in Greek, they'll think you're mal. He was encouraging them to get a handle on their gift as not to go from one extreme to the opposite. You see, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 33 says, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all meetings of God's holy people. We serve a God that is a God of order. We serve a God that actually wants to move and wants to see the benefit of His people grow and receive His Word and have transformation and change your lives. But we can't do it if we're doing it with our own focus to try and get some sort of attention. You are only a vessel that God is gonna work on in and through. It is the power of His Holy Spirit that works all things for the good of those who are loved and called by Him. I wanna give you this analogy quickly. I love Isaiah in chapter 43, verse seven. I don't have the scripture up, but it's a scripture that I've always loved. And it says, bring to me all the people who are mine. This is God speaking. Bring to me all the people who are mine whom I made from my glory and who I formed. And your shape is the way God has wired you. You know, every area of your life is influenced by the way you are shaped. And so I wanna share some five things about your shape if we can get them up on the screen. The first thing that you need to realize is that God uses your spiritual gifts to shape you for His purposes. And He puts those right at top because those are the ones that we're meant to use to bring God glory and grow the church. The second one is the H, which stands for heart. These are the fruits of the Spirit. These are the characteristics in the way that we follow Jesus and love others. The third is ability, your personality, and your experience. I don't know what shape you're in at the moment tonight but why don't you let God reshape you? Why don't you let God move you and mold you? He is, of course, the creator. And maybe your life has moved out of shape. Maybe it's gone a bit warped. It's all right, because you just need the creator. And he can reshape your life for the purposes that he's created. You were made on purpose and for a purpose. The differences between gifts and fruits of the Spirit, I just wanna quickly cover this tonight, is if you see it on the board, gifts are given to you from the Holy Spirit. You receive them, okay? 
fruits are growing. Galatians chapter five, verses 22 to 23 actually talks about what they are. They're love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Who needs a little bit more of God in this area in their lives? Come on, show of hands. Be honest. Who needs more love? Who needs more joy? Come on. These are areas that we got to work on every single day. But I want to let you know that the Christians may receive the spiritual gifts. However, we should each one know that we have to work on our fruits. And to focus our efforts in the growing of your fruits and to earnestly pray for the best gifts that God can give you to grow His church. And this is why the fruits of the Spirit will provide the grounding in which the gifts of the, of the Spirit will flourish. It's as if the gifts are the seed that God has given you. But when we work on the fruits in fertile soil and God realized he can work with a person who has love, peace, kindness, joy, self-control. I want to encourage you, if you haven't done growth track, come and learn more about what the gifts are. And I'd encourage you to get involved. In closing, I just want to give you what the purpose of the spiritual gifts are. They are not for your benefit. They're for others. As simple as that. They are to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And how do we receive them? Church, can I ask us to stand to our feet? Have you ever asked this question, how do we receive these gifts? Well, Andre said something this morning that was so profound in Malkos, and I I just, it's a vision that I haven't been able to take out of my head. Andre was talking about buying a, a barrel that they had bought for their garden. And all of a sudden the barrel was flooding with the rains. And they couldn't understand why this barrel was flooding because it kept flooding and drowning all the plants and everything inside of it. And what they found is that there was a small stone lodged in the exit outpouring part of the barrel. And I just had a picture of that stone this morning. And I asked God, God, am I one of those stones? You see, sometimes you don't have to, some of us are looking for the big things that's in our way to serve God. Sometimes they can come so small like a tiny little stone and all you need to do is remove it. Because by pushing that stone aside, Andre was saying that the water started to become healthier because the overflow started to run out. That barrel was created to get input and output. We are created to have the Holy Spirit work in us and through us. And sometimes we get so stuck because we're so focused. There's a pebble, there's something in our lives. There's some sort of distraction, some obstacle and it's so small but it's blocking what God wants to do in your life. And tonight I want us to sing out this praise song now, but I want you to think about this. What is the stone in your life that you wanna remove right now? And we can do that now. We can ask God to move that from you now as we go into worship. I want you to realize your barrel can become empty. How do we receive the, the gifts of the Spirit? When we empty and when we open to what God wants to do in our lives. So let's sing it out. Let's here and now. Let your glory fill this house. Pour it out. Let your love run over. Here and now. Let your glory fill this house. Pour it out. Let your love run Let your love. 
You can give us a wave if there's anybody here that wants to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. The best decision you can ever make. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We give you all the glory, Father God. And I pray for your people now, Father God, that you would start to work in them, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you would start to grab hold of their hearts, Lord Jesus. And with aggressive, extravagant love, rip open the darkness in their lives, Father God. And allow your light to shine through them, Father God. That your Holy Spirit will bring things to life in, on, and through, and around them, in their lives, in their families, Father God. I pray a blessing on each and every single one of your people. And all God's people said, Amen. Awesome. Come on and show deeds some love. Let's take your seats quickly. We, we simply serve you like this. Before you go, 
If you need us to pray for you, you can fill out this card. It's in the seat coming in front of you, in the front row, it's under your seat. But if you want us to pray for you, don't have to put your name down. Let us serve you in that way and our, our staff pray over this, our prayer team pray over this. We always say, don't wake up wondering what's gonna happen on Monday. Wake up knowing that we're praying for you. So why don't you fill this out? If you did give your life to Jesus, maybe you didn't put up your hand, but you actually said, Jesus, I need you to save me. I encourage you just to tick here that you've made a first time commitment or recommitment. We'd love to tell you more about your next step. It's following Jesus. It's learning how to follow Jesus. And you could do that on your device. You could do that at home or in person. Um, you could do it on the first Tuesday of every month. So why don't you quickly tick that out? Or if you're a first time guest and we missed you, fill that out. If you'd like more information, remember just write your email address or cell number clearly so that we can contact you. Um, so you can quickly do that. At the end of the service, there'll be buckets at the back. Remember, we're selling Bourbon rolls tonight. So you can buy Bourbon roll and new people, you can grab your first cappuccino. So as you go out the doors, just pass the table tennis table, uh, just pass it to your left over there. And come on, who enjoyed the message tonight? The worship. I bought one of those bags at Dieter bought about the same time, but they gave me a toolkit. So clearly they were specific on the gifts they gave people. Anyway, I don't want to say anything, but uh, but I thought that message was awesome. Listen, you don't miss next week. It's our final week of the Holy Spirit series, and the topic is to be filled. So Sunday night's going to be a phenomenal night and the morning as we speak about to be filled. And so I encourage you not to miss out on that. And really, if you need to take a next step, you know it's growth track or getting into a view group. Have a blessed evening. Go grab your Borobos roll. Go buy one. Be blessed. Cheers.